Welcome to the Logistics of Logistics, a podcast dedicated to exploring how things get places and the people who get them there. We'll talk with logistics and supply chain leaders about innovation, industry trends, and the future of the logistics business. Now, here's your host, Joe Lynch. Hello, everybody. My name is Joe Lynch, and this is the Logistics of Logistics podcast. Today's topic is the number one reason people buy with my friend, Steve Elwell. Welcome, Steve. Hey, Joe. How are you? Very good. Very good. So for those of you who've listened to my podcast before, you know that Steve has been on my podcast multiple times, and he's a very good friend of mine. We do a lot of business together. He really knows his stuff when it comes to business, and especially when it comes to sales and strategy. So He's always been kind of a, a friend and a mentor to me when it comes to this. And plus, we call and blab at each other. And it's good because I'll tolerate all his blabbing and he tolerates mine. When the podcast is good because Joel will cut out all the unnecessary blabbing. Thank you, Joel. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. So anyway, today's topic, number one reason people buy with Steve Elwell. So Steve, what is the number one reason people buy? Well, and so refer to this to give credit where credit is due. For years now, I've been uh, referring to a study that was done by H.R. Challey down uh, Dayton Way. And it's just a wonderful thing. And, and what they discovered on a huge sample size was that about 38% of the sale is attributable to the salesperson, uh, their behavior, their expertise in helping their customers find solutions and buy their products and services. Yep. And for those of you who've listened to this podcast before, we, you've heard Steve talk about buying behavior. And Steve, just touch on buying behavior one more time, just because I think it's so important, and especially to this topic, because the number one reason people buy is the sales guy or sales gal, and it's all up to the buyer. So talk a little bit about buying behavior before we go any further. Well, you know, the customer controls the sale. In other words, the decision to buy or not buy. And they're going to buy based upon, you know, a few things, their perception of risk to themselves, their perception of potential gain to themselves, the risk to their company and organization and gain to their company and organization very roughly. And there's a lot of other little things, nuances that change in by industry and by person is how the, uh, in terms of how these things are perceived, but that's the bare bones of it. Yep. And I think, you know, to step back for a minute, those of us who are in sales, a lot of times we'll say, oh, our sales process, our sales process, our sales process. And really that sales process should be aligned to the buyer's buying process because that's really all that matters. So talking today about you know the number one reason people buy, it's really important that we understand buying behavior. So yeah. Steve, yeah, what is it about? Oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say that the thing of it is, is that the things we're talking about now are really the things that we can control. And yes. you know, these are the things that, you know, this is, this is really where the rubber meets the road between the customer's expectations and the salesperson's actions. Yep, exactly. So what is it about a salesperson that makes a buyer want to work with them? Well, according to the study, and I think it's, you know, very accurate. I've used it now for well over 10 years. There are, there are a few things that they like to see and salespeople can really model and it's done fairly easily and they, they should be familiar to everyone. Yep. So take us through it. What's the number one thing? The first thing the customers have said is they want the salesperson to be personally accountable 
for their results. In other words, the customer's results. So you're acting essentially as a business agent for the customer. So they actually want, the customer wants the salesperson to make something happen that's beneficial to the customer, the individual within that who's making the buying decision, as well as their parent organization. Yep. And Steve, to bring this to back to kind of the logistics world for a second, you know, if you're in logistics and you, especially if you sell a very large deal, a lot of times there's a lot of other people involved after the sales guy. And I don't blame people one bit for saying that Steve, Joe, whoever, you sold it to me. <laughs> you said these things, now make it happen. And there's, and it doesn't happen often, but you know, there's sometimes a sales guy gets dragged in a different direction as soon as the sale's done. And so the guy who, you know, swore an oath and signed in blood that, yeah, we will do this, this, and this now is somewhere else. And you're talking to brand new people. And that sometimes is a real problem. It's a huge problem. I mean, the, the salesperson has made the sale, but did the customer actually receive what they paid for? Yep. And if the salesperson is, you know, the purchase order is, is delivered and, and signed, and now the salesperson is long gone, yeah, that doesn't go down well at all, nor yep. should it. No. <laughs> so getting back to it, number one is agent. You got to be right. personally accountable for the desired results. So what's number two? They want you to understand their business. And, and that comes in a couple of different flavors. It's understand the business that they're in. And if it's logistics or, you know, whatever the dynamics are of that business, but they also want them to understand the individual business. In other words, you know, I'm with ABC company. I want the person selling me to me to understand the dynamics that are unique to ABC. And it's not just a, Hey, this is a, you know, the, the functions of, of this particular product or this particular purchasing function or whatever it is. It's understand their business in a total sense. So really from a role perspective, they call it the CEO. And that's really what it is. Yep. And Steve, you've heard me talk about this. We've had this conversation a hundred times. I think people should try and get a specialization. Now, having a specialization saying I work with big box customers or I specialize in hazmat, that's that's fine. That doesn't mean you have to say no to other stuff. It just means that you pick a specialization. And if and if things go well in, within that specialization, you really understand the customer's business. So you can play that CEO role for them. Right. You have a, there's enough time. You have enough time to really deep dive on the customer and their business and industry so that you can have a deep enough understanding to know where your product and service fits. So I like it. I like it. So what's the number three reason that the buyer wants to work with a salesperson? They want them, the customers want them on their side. They want the salesperson to be an advocate within their own employer employee organization. So in other words, the selling organization, and then also be able to work within the, the selling organization to expedite the, you know, the, the priorities of the buying group you know, with that company. So that if there are problems, if there are other needs, the salesperson is willing and able to go back to their folks and make headway. The last thing in the world that the buyer wants to hear is, yeah, we've passed this off to someone else who really doesn't know, understand, or care about the buying organization or the buyer. Right. And what do you, what role do, what is that role called? They call it an advocate or an expediter. Yeah. So that's basically you're advocating within your organization to take care of that customer. 
and expediting would come in not as a, a service, but as a uh, uh, the hotline, the bat phone. So when I'm having a problem with your organization and I can't get what I need and you promise me, I should be able to get you on the phone and talk to you about getting this fixed. And I always say that's using the bat phone for those of a certain age who want to know, understand what the bat phone is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just pick, it's just which actor is playing Batman this. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So be on your side, be that advocate. So what's the fourth, fourth thing we're looking at? They use the phrase, bring us application. And really what they're talking about is bringing new things to that buying organization, bringing new things to that customer, things they didn't know about, improvements to their company, things that'll give them an advantage in the conduct of their business. And that's a result of understanding it, but it's also a mindset that, hey, I'm running around as a salesperson. I speak to a lot of different companies. I see a lot of different things. Hey, that's great. Wouldn't this fit well with your company, Mr. Customer, whether I'm selling it or not? Yep, exactly. So they're acting as kind of a subject matter expert in bringing the right application, designing the right application, customizing whatever. Exactly. So I think so often these days that looks like technology. <laughs> so ideally, as the 3PL or the warehousing company or the trucking company, whoever you might be now really is expected to bring technology and usually be the experts on it is uh, that's one of the reasons they're paying us. <laughs> yeah. It can be it related kinds of things. It can, you know, it can be things like hardware on trucks. It can be, you know, different ways of looking at it. It might be insurance. It might be all kinds of different things within the logistics space that provide a, a cost or a coordination advantage to the customer. So what do they call that role? They like to call it the consultant. Okay. Excellent. So what is the fifth reason that a buyer wants to work with a salesperson? Well, they want a salesperson who is easily accessible. So when they, they want to pick, when they pick up the phone or send the email or the text or FaceTime or whatever it might be, that salesperson is there. He's Johnny on the spot, picking it up, picking up the phone, maybe getting in the car and seeing the customer, depending upon, you know, what the need is. And not having, you know, the customer doesn't want to deal with a lot of hassle trying to reach out and make a connection with the person who sold them that product or service. We'll get right back to the podcast in just a moment. If you sell transportation or logistics services, the Logistics of Logistics can help you sell more. Our customized program will help you understand your sales personality, including your strengths and blind spots, get more sales leads, and improve your communication and salesmanship. We can also position you as a recognized industry expert and help you reach your target audience. To learn more, visit thelogisticsoflogistics.com. And now, back to the show. Yeah, Steve, when we were offline talking about doing this podcast, you brought this one up, Easily Accessible, and you called it Being the Traveler. And right, we talked about, I told you about that story about when I bought some IT, IT I think it was some software or a system that we were going to use. And as soon as the guy made the sale, he was gone. And the people within the organization who were supposed to support us were kind of clueless about our deal. So I started calling this guy. And he didn't answer. And then when he finally did answer, he says, I'm in a warehouse. You know, I'm in warehouses all day, blah, blah, blah. And he kind of blew me off. And then when I called him back, I was getting more and more angry because we're time's delayed, right? We're, we're waiting. We got to implement. 
And he, he had a little bit of an attitude like, hey, why do you keep calling me? I was like, you just sold us this. I swear to God, I was tempted to get in the car, drive to Toronto, <laughs> strangle that guy. Because he got a little bit of an attitude about having to support us. And it was like, God, you just made the sale last week. And now you, you, you forgot our name all of a sudden. Yeah, you're getting a commission. Hated it. Yeah, and, and we're dealing with silence. And meanwhile, which is uncomfortable when you really need to reach out and talk to them. It's a horrible position to be in. You can't be my agent or my CEO or my advocate or my consultant if I can't get a hold of you. <laughs> if you and if you're and if you're ticked off when I do, you're annoyed that I bother to call you with my problem. Oh yeah, and he was all charm when he was selling us, and then as soon as, as soon as the sale was made, he was gone. <laughs> oh yeah, he, him and his seat cover sport jacket. <laughs> exactly. So the fifth one is be a traveler, which means basically be easily accessible, reachable. <laughs> so so right, what is, exactly. uh, what's number six? They want you to solve their problems and they call it the troubleshooter. And there's a certain amount of expertise that goes along with that, knowing how all the pieces fit together, both internally within your own organization, but also externally. You know, if I'm in the, the engine parts business and, you know, somebody calls me with an engine problem, I should be able to give them some help with that. And that's really what they're talking about. Exactly. I like that one. And you really, you know, there's some of there's obviously overlap with a lot of these. But if you're not easily accessible, if you're not kind of got your head in this game, you're not going to be able to solve problems. But I think for the most part, people in the transportation logistics business, when you're selling it, you're pretty close to the product. A lot of times you are also doing the fulfillment a lot of times as a freight broker. So hopefully you're in that position to be that troubleshooter that your customer needs. Well, you have, you know, if you look, you know, if there's a pattern in these things and the pattern is you have to know your own business. You've got to know your products and services to a very high level. Understand the, you know, where the, where these things mate with your customer organization, how the whole thing works together. And you have to bring an attitude that's about helping them achieve their ends. And in some way, shape or form, you know, all of these things touch on those elements of the salesperson. Excellent. Excellent. So Steve, what's number seven? Seven is they want you to be innovative in responding to their needs. So they call it the innovator. Really, as much as anything, I think what we're talking about is being committed to the outcome and being knowledgeable and experienced enough to get to that outcome in a variety of different ways and being open to finding new ways to get to that outcome. Just because this path was blocked doesn't mean we're not going to get there. The negative side of that is, is the person who says, well, you know, you know, understand that you want to go over here to point B, but you know, the standard way of doing it's blocked. So we're going to throw our arms up in the air and just walk away from there, which you know, again, it's very closely related to the first one. But the thing is, is that in order, in order to achieve the end, you need to have a creative approach to getting the customer what they want. Yep. Steve, if I could add to something that is so, you know, we do a lot of sales training and coaching. And I can say this, I work with a lot of guys who have had some success. And the people who seem to have the most success getting to customers are these guys who are very innovative. And I won't mention his name, but you know who I'm talking about has these crazy approaches to get a hold of people. And it's not like, as if the boss said, do it this way. He just, he was somewhat fearless about going about it. And the other day when I interviewed John Simpson from CoVideo, 
same story is they're using a, a video app to connect with customers in a different way. So it's on both sides. When you show up with a, a very innovative approach to finding them, reaching them, cutting through the clutter, because we're all competing against so many people, I think that shows an, that you're an innovator. And I think that's appreciated. Yeah, it's right. And, you know, the innovator part of this thing goes like, you know, in, there are those people out there who simply follow a sequence of instructions and expect that, you know, it's going to work out. And sometimes it does. And sometimes, you know, lots of times it doesn't. Those people that are innovating understand what's going on underneath the surface activity. They understand why people behave the way they do. They understand that, you know, there are many ways to engage those people and engage that why. And they're comfortable using, you know, any one of a million different ways that have been used before or cooking up something new that they think is going to work. And, you know, sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. They're not afraid to be wrong, but they're thinking at a level or two below deeper than what, you know, people who are just following the recipe. Yep, exactly. And they, there's a lot of success and a lot of people have done very well with that approach. So, Steve, you just gave us, so we talked about the topic, the number one reason people buy. And you said that there's seven reasons that people want to work with, buyers want to work with a salesperson. And we just listed and we went through them. So let's, I'd like sure. to go through those seven and really quickly. I'll say the role they play, and then maybe you give us one bullet point about them sure. as a, a way to summarize this. So number one, the agent, what does he do? The business agent is making sure that the customer gets the result they expect when they buy the product. Perfect. Number two, CEO. The CEO understands the customer in particular and in totality. So they know the customer through and through from different perspectives. Number three is advocate or expediter. The advocate and the expediter is taking action within the selling organization in the broader world to make sure all the things that need to happen do happen. So number four was consultant. The consultant looks at the customer's business and says, what if I brought something new to that? How would they benefit? And then they do it. Number five was the traveler. The traveler is, he's Johnny on the spot, like I said. He makes himself easily available to the customer. Yep. I'm a big believer that as soon as you start working with people, you should be texting all the time. I know a lot that seems crazy as of five years ago, 10 years ago, but now it just seems like that's what easily accessible means to me. I can text you anytime. You bet. What is number six, the troubleshooter? The troubleshooter is a resource that helps the customer solve problems. Perfect. And the last one we talked about just now is the innovator. What does he do? Or she? <laughs> the innovator is understanding the customer at a deeper level and basically looking for new ways to help them reach their goals. Yep. Steve, this has been really good list. And again, this is 40% of the reason people, 38%, 40% of the reason people buy is because of the sales guy, and they're supposed to have these attributes. So please put a bow on this topic for us. Okay, so I've, I've always said that sales is leadership and maybe a little different suit of clothing. In other words, what you're trying to do is take a customer, a follower, to a new and better place. And these things all fit in, you know, there are, we like to say there are four C's 
And the first one is, you know, are you behaving in a way that demonstrates your character? And all of these seven things do that. Are you behaving in a way that shows that you're competent? In other words, can you be trusted because you know your business and theirs? And all of these seven things demonstrate that as well. Do you behave in a way that demonstrates that you care about your customer? Again, all of these seven things do that. And lastly, are, are you behaving in a way where you're communicating in a frequent, relevant way to them so that they can reach their goals? And if you're doing those seven things here and the four things of leadership, you will be successful with your customers. There's no yep. question in my mind. Steve, you, you just mentioned the four C's. And again, that's character, competence, communication, and then showing that you care. And I know we talked a little bit offline about this. And you said this, have some empathy. <laughs> you, you, yes. you just sold this. You, you just convinced these guys that you're, you're the solution or you're trying to convince them. Walk a yes. thousand miles in their shoes. And it's the walking and not the talking. Everyone, salespeople run their mouths and do a very good job with that. And everyone knows it. It's watching their feet. Are you talking to me? (laughs) Certainly not. (laughs) I just walked too. So, all right, Steve, this has been uh, excellent. This is a great list. And again, stepping back, the number one reason people buy is because of the salesperson. And you said it's 38% of the reason. And so when we think about our product and our services that we sell, so often we're selling against people who are selling something very similar, sometimes a better solution than what that our company has. So but just keep this in mind that it's not because you work for a company that maybe has a little higher price or a, a little lesser of a service. That doesn't mean you can't be successful. Right. This is the answer right here. And what it is and what I would also say here is that the study that this comes from is a very, very large sample size, 80 to 100,000 samples. So. You know, it's, it's a very, it's a valid study and I've been using it for the last 10 or 12 years with myself and my clients and found it to be extremely effective. Yep. Steve, I remember how excited you were when you went to that program where you learned about this. I remember you talked about it. We talked about it quite a bit since then, and I know it's important and this has been a great topic. Thank you so much for taking the time. Steve, do you have any final thoughts? No, hey, it's always a pleasure to speak to you, and I'm pleased to see that the audience is is growing and succeeding. Thank you so much. So until next time, onward and upward. You've been listening to the Logistics of Logistics podcast, where we engage in conversations with experts in the logistics field. If you're an expert and would like to be featured on the Logistics of Logistics podcast, please email Joe Lynch at joe at the logisticsoflogistics.com.